Welcome to the brand new NACMA podcast. Join us by listening to each episode full of interesting topics from industry leaders in college athletics. There will be a wide range of topics, each one focusing on what we in college athletics deal with on a daily basis. Revenue generation, brand management, and the fan experience. So, Leah, November 20th, easiest month of the year. I'm right. sure you're just down there, feet kicked back, not doing anything. <laughs> Total my thumbs, waiting for the waiting for the next thing to come along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a you know a wild wild fall, and just trying to take all of our plans, of course, as you know that we've been making over the over the summer and and into the fall, and and actually execute those while trying to hype up basketball and, and have our under our fans still understand that, hey, guess what, basketball's coming too, so let's still support our football teams while getting into that basketball spirit as well and, you know, motivating our staff to be able to, to do fall sports as well as getting into our winter sports as well. Did you guys, I mean, obviously you're coming off a unprecedented, I feel like I can't even say this without choking, but two victories in a row for Marketing Team of the Year. Congrats. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Do you, do, you have, do you guys have the same staff going into this year or different setup? I know, obviously, congratulations to you, too, because you have been uh, given an increased role there. But does your staff look the same this year? We have a, we have a few changes in the, in the marketing side. We made one addition um, to our, our video production team, a video ops team, and uh, so that definitely helps. And on the marketing side, we have a, you know, a new face too, but really uh, it's, it's a lot of the same staff, which is very helpful in, you know, going into this. But of course, they're seeing, our external staff is seeing uh, a new leader and with whether be leaving and me kind of coming in. So it's definitely been different in, in moving from the sole marketing side to um, really encompassing the whole external staff, which is, you know, for us is, is our video production, video operations, marketing, as well as our communications, media relations, and then, of course, our third-party rights holder, too. So being able to really motivate the staff and, and, and kind of have them, you know, trust me and then trust each other to continue uh, those goals is, and one, helping them understand those goals. Uh, you know, do you guys, like, have you seen that in Maryland where, you know, you're, are you, con- are you, Sticking close to your home base, are you are you guys kind of motivation from uh, example, motivation from you know words on paper? I mean, I know I did a whole presentation to to our team, uh, kind of as as I took over of what are these things, what are these defining principles that are important to us, and then we carry those through from season to season. Do you guys kind of have something similar uh, in your shop? That's interesting. It's been a I should say not so uh, traditional fall, although I feel like this always happens in our world of college athletics. We do not have the same staff going into the fall. Um, We lost Lauren Taylor, who is our marketing unit head, as well as Asia Washington, both to awesome opportunities. So while you definitely want to see that happen in terms of personal growth, when it's August and that, you know, a transition is happening, it's like, oh, my God, how are we going to get through the fall? Um, And we still haven't filled either of those positions based on a few things. So 
for us, the challenge in the fall really has been, you know, to your point, we had put together the plans. You know, if you're waiting until September to do that, then you're in the wrong profession. But, you know, that, that helped us get through the fall, but the crossover has been a, a huge challenge for our team being down to people. You know, I've kind of got to put my marketing hat back on when I was able to kind of give it up a little bit, just when I was giving up a little control because <laughs> I have a problem with that. Um, I have kind of taken that back on and it's really been all hands on deck and you know that can really go two ways and to your point it has to a lot to do with the culture I mean it's everyone diving in and supporting each other and someone's bringing coffee that morning and you know you've got the group text that's keeping it lighthearted and funny and you know acknowledging everyone's kind of pitching in and you know we called last week hell week here because that you know everyone has that week in the crossover you're like the worst ever. You have an event every single day. Um, that was that for us. So we got through it. So that's positive. But I think that I think that the, to your point, that the culture is really important. I mean, you have to build that where, you know, everyone wants to run through a wall for people. You know, I'm pitching in because I know how crazy things are right now, and I'm doing my best to help out. I, I to the point of kind of creativity is a big thing that drives our culture here and we're fortunate to have a place or a university that supports that. I know a lot of places there's so much traditional, you know, a traditional mindset that, you know, crazy ideas aren't really well received. Um you guys tend to tend to I think be able to think outside the box there too, I think. Um, Absolutely. And I mean with you know, kind of speaking of thinking outside the box, I think that, you know, yes, we, we may be in the SEC, but we're on the lower end, the lower spectrum of, of resources and of manpower. Therefore, we have to be creative. We have to think outside the box in order to maximize those resources. So um, we're fortunate to have, a, as, as you mentioned as well, have a great, um, you know, executive staff that, that understands that and that allows us the autonomy to uh, kind of take these quote unquote crazy ideas and run with them. Um, one one thing that I mentioned in the uh, in one of my, my speeches for for Nagma, and then that our our marketing team just put on their wall. Uh, we did some remodeling uh, just to kind of foster creativity again, and and so we we put the Mark Twain quote up. You know, it's it's basically that you know a crazy idea is just a crank until it succeeds, mm-hmm. and that's something that I think is doesn't just happen in marketing, but our video team, our production team, uh, our communication staff. You know, we have to do more with less, and um, and that and, and to remain relevant in this completely dynamic and changing. Uh, landscape of collegiate athletics. So what are we doing, you know? And and for us, you know, our, our staff is a little bit smaller compared comparatively to the Power Five and the SEC. And so we have got to lean on each other. Each other. And Carrie, I think, you know, I actually talked to you last year at the end of the end of NACMA in the summer, and was just kind of saying, hey, this role may be, I may be transitioning soon. You know, doing it from within. And I, I know I asked for some advice from you on that, and 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 it definitely has helped. And I think a big thing is just trust, not just only me, but the team and having those folks because we don't have a ton of resources and a ton of manpower. We've got to lean on each other and, and allow that creativity to, to, to flow. And I love you said the, the group text because we uh, we have we kind of have a little similar thing going and we're constantly sending gifts to each other. And just yes. we have to laugh with each other because there definitely are, are times when tension, tensions are high. As you mentioned, Hell Week last week. I mean, obviously, same thing for us. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's things that, uh, you know, communication has got to be, on the forefront to make sure that, you know, all those 
T's are crossed and, and I's are dotted, and to make sure that our team is not getting you know, stale or, or too intense with each other, got to keep it lighthearted because that definitely can happen. It's interesting too, you know, like the, you know, we're, we're encouraged to be creative. So certainly that's in our job. You know, we, we keep a board up in the marketing office and it's got all the things that we're going to put in our marketing team of the book, team of the year book next year. And, um, you know, the book has, you know, I call it book because we actually print it and make it into a book. Certainly it's not a book that's being submitted online, but, you know, we each have a copy of that. We hand it out to our administration. We hand it out to our unit heads with a thank you note to a lot of those areas because they play a huge part in what we're able to accomplish. But it's so fun to go back and look at and remind yourself, holy crap, we did all that stuff. And it's helped us kind of keep the ideas going, at least to, you know, if the board doesn't have a lot of things on it, it's like, oh, my God, we're getting lost in the day-to-day, which is so easy to do. Um, You know, we had a lot of fun last week. We had a Batman-themed game that I will tell you, when we were thinking of the idea, you know, it's one of those that started out as thinking Superman because he's got a red cape and we're red, but then we wanted to do a blackout game, and holy crap, that game falls two days before, you know, the the new DC Comics movie came out. And so, you know, one of those things where we're like, it's all falling into place. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Isn't it fabulous when that actually happens? <laughs> yes. You know, we had a Batman guy on the concourse. Uh, so, so that stuff has been fun. And honestly, like, I think those things keep people motivated when you're in a really tough time like that game was so fun for our staff to you know think of ideas for and to execute and watch our fans have a lot of fun with it and you know you're leaving work at 11 p.m that night going oh my gosh only a couple more days but I think a, a little goes a long way and I think you can be creative with how you're showing appreciation for your staff too so you know maybe you get a certain allotment with the school and you're giving people gear you know we held a little bit of our gear back I know in the marketing unit this year and distributed it with a purpose throughout the fall. So I know that I think they got a pullover last week with a thank you note that said, great job, like really appreciate all you've been doing, like here's this. Because I think if you're strategic with how you, you know, maybe you're recognizing someone. You know, I sent out a a format and a script last week to the group, and our marketing assistant, Jake, really has helped out a lot with that. You know, we've kind of all been pitching in with men's hoops while we're trying to hire someone. And it's, it's mentioning to a group of 25 people on an email, really wanted to thank Jake for his help with this. I mean, it seems really small, but it's acknowledging that people are pitching in and helping, I think, that goes along a long way and makes people want to continue to do that. Without a doubt, and, and, you know, one thing we talk about is, you know, actually being grateful and thankful, you know, and, and letting each other know that not only your external staff, those who, who work together on a day-to-day basis, but also, you know, your, your game management, uh, your, your field crew, your security, you know, all of the above. I mean, you know, we have some folks who have been helping in our, in our office getting some spacing organized and, and you know, painting and, and just making sure that, that our crew has the adjustments that we've made, that they have the space that they need and, and you know, just giving goodie bags to them too, not, not only on the internal, our external staff, but also those who help make those jobs, as you said, the, the thank you notes that, you know, go beyond the marketing team of the year. And, you know, as you mentioned, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, yes, of course, it's, we, we both won. So we were very blessed and fortunate. And, and you know, it's, it's more brand exposure for our universities, which, of mm-hmm. course, is, is, a, is part of the three pillars of NACMA. Right. Um, <laughs> but in addition to that, it's just having that playbook to kind of look back at and say, one, a pride point, say, look at the things we've done and, and where can we improve. 
but to show the rest of our athletic department, you know, here are some things that you could possibly use when, when giving your presentations. I mean, all of us are, are marketers. You know, we both kind of came up to the marketing side, and but it's not just our marketing team that does that. It's it's our uh, our complete staff. I mean, when I speak on things, it, we're saying, you know, our our field our field crew. They are marketers. They are promoters. Uh, you don't have to have a background in marketing to do that. And hopefully by the little thank yous that, that we're able to give and, and the, the booklet of our marketing team of the year that folks see that they played a part, a big role in all of that um, for the, I guess, for the good of the group and, and the betterment of the group. And then on the close side, one thing I wanted to mention is, as you mentioned, you know, you're, you're kind of Batman night. We had this aha moment of a basketball mural that, that we just put out there, and it's the, the title is Together We Are Stronger. It started our director of, of ideation, director of marketing ideation, came in and and he had an idea. He was at Cal. I just hired him back from Cal to to whenever I moved out. And and Rhett Hobart, who is now our assistant AD of marketing and uh, branding, he moved up. And Daniel, who is more of our digital side and our our ideation, he came in with this with idea that he had in in, um, in Berkeley and the Oakland A's used, and it was a small-scale idea to revitalize men's basketball here and really promote it with the community, and we ended up um, having different backgrounds of, of folks kind of put up different pieces of the mural, and we included women's basketball to show a complete community athletics university effort, but it was something that went across. It spanned from our video production, our video operations, photography, communications, you know, releases, social media, digital digital marketing, all of the above. So the entire team was touched. The entire team got to see the finished product, and the fans loved it. And that's when you roll around the room and you're just hugging and you're giving high fives because it means so much more than just I promoted basketball today. Mm-hmm. During football season, I promoted basketball for our, our opening night, but it's it's the whole group effort which is, you know, something that we um, have to continue to grow together in order for our, our teams to hopefully be cohesive and, and trust us and each other. I think that's a, that's an interesting. So the mural, was it actually on a wall, or was it something used through a lot of pieces like print or? Well, we will be using it in pieces in print, and we'll be using it for every basketball game this season to continue. Because one thing I kept saying was, I don't want this to die. It yeah. is such a huge cohesive piece, a uh, symbol, honestly, of the relationship between the city, athletics, and the university. And so we basically have different squares that feature all of our players on men's and women's basketball teams and with different messages. And then those squares, which were five by five, so it, it made a huge uh, one big mural on the side of a restaurant downtown, a okay. blank wall. And so we had different community leaders police chiefs, you know, members of our Muslim association. I mean, it's literally every background you could think of was involved in mm-hmm. piecing this together and showing the symbolism of bringing together an entire community and city um, athletics, athletic director, our mayor, our president of our university. Everyone was involved in this in this collective effort that That's will awesome. continue through the whole season. So it was, it was a pretty cool thing, and, and I think that it – uh, it was. I kind of had to apologize to our crew a few times because I was like, "Hey guys, this idea has grown uh, bigger than just us," and um, I, you know, really asked them to, you know, to give us some time. And and it definitely took time out of a, a busy. It was Alabama week. You know, we're talking Alabama football. We're talking doubleheader basketball. We had volleyball at home. So all of these things, and I'm having to, you know, I'm buying them lunch. I'm buying them, you know. Yep. <laughs> You know, to say to say thank you and just to hold on for me. And once you see the finished result, 
you know, it was uh, it was that collective aha moment of, man, we did something huge. That um, needs a hashtag knock my gold with it. That's true. <laughs> yes, we gotta we gotta do that. Take a note. That's funny. I, it, it is true, you know, talking about, like, building goals and, you know, looking at the three pillars you referenced, which really was exciting for us at NACMA, you know, I think sort of revitalized the the mindset of, you know, the NACMA marketer. And, you know, no, we're not just T-shirt tossers. And, yes, we might pick a song, but I'm not a DJ. You know, our job is, is much, you know, farther advanced at this point. Um, so with the fan development, the brand management, the revenue generation, you know, it's, it's been fun because I, I kind of feel like your marketing plans can be structured that way too. And the way you think about an idea, you know, you just talked about the together we are stronger, which really can apply across all three pillars. I mean, you're talking about brand management. I mean, the, what better way to brand your program than involving the entire community and with a, a, a common message? Um, I'm sure that, you know, while the goal isn't, you know, directly generate generate revenue. It, there will be ways that you you generate revenue from that, um, whether it's a T-shirt or whether um, it's something that it's a special ticket deal. Um, so I don't know if you guys how you've looked at the three pillars, but we certainly think about them outside of just putting our marketing uh, team of the year booklet together. Uh, absolutely, no, absolutely, and, and we and we have to. You know, it's getting more into this new role. Uh, Remember Generation has been a larger part of that, and, and one thing with our team, it's a little bit different that that I've kind of preached here and, and that we kind of uh, disseminate throughout all of our external units that, you know, it's not just the, the marketing team that's the fan development. And, and one thing that has been a, a home base for us is our, is our vision and our mission statement, and, and that directly talks about these three pillars, which is really cool whenever, um, you know, I think it was, I was talking to Io and, and, and Joni about these, um, and it was pretty cool because when they were speaking on them, and then when they spoke at NACMA, I had our our card, we have a, a basically a mission statement card, and it's on my desk right now, I got it on my interview here four or five years ago, and it's something that our crew goes back to, I always call it our home base, but it talks about all of those and of course, a very you know flowery and, and pretty way, but uh, eloquent way. But it talks, it hits each each of those pillars. So I think it's pretty cool that that in Nagma we you know we have that as our quote unquote home base. Um, but one thing that that we preach internally here is that if we are taking care of our you know our student athletes and our fans and and really developing those, then uh, you know obviously our our brand um, is, is strong there. But the revenue will come. Yes, in my job and in your job, Carrie. You know, we have to we have to focus a lot more on, on revenue generation. But for our team, especially for our, you know our assistant directors and our directors that are relatively new to the industry, what I'm harping on them for is is I want I want things that are that are going to take care of our customers, take care of our fans, because in my opinion, the rest will kind of come full circle if we are focusing on you know on those uh, home bases. Then People, you know, you have repeat customers. Your student athletes get hype. They definitely show a difference, you know, in their play uh, and how excited they are on the court of the field. They start, you know, so it affects their competition, honestly. And then the fans are excited. They buy more tickets. They bring more friends. Um, they're looking at your social media more to see what you're going to do next. Um, they are buying more merchandise. They're buying more concessions if you're doing the concessions deals the right way and ticket <laughs> specials. So, and all of that is in turn going to boost your brand and then generate revenue. So that's kind of how we look at it here at, at Mississippi State and, and kind of involve those three pillars across all of our external teams. Mm -hmm. 
Do you think it helps, because um, I think that there are advantages and disadvantages of ascending to your role at the same institution. I, I would say, you know, from my experience, the, you know, sometimes it's a challenge because if, you know, most people haven't been here as long as I have anymore. This is my 12th year, so there's not many people that were around when I first came in, but those that are well may always see me as that assistant director of marketing that started 12 years ago that was running, you know, baseball and volleyball. And, and you know, I don't feel like, you know, while I'm the same human being, I have certainly changed or grown um, since then. And so one of the challenges I think is, is, is that piece of it. But I, I think there's also an advantage to having a better understanding of what each area does that then is in, you know, my area of responsibility because I do think that it can help collaboration more. I mean, you want to talk about taking an idea where it's not just one department. It, it's understanding, okay, well, actually, let's bring in these five areas. And, you know, yes, marketing, this is this may be something you want to do or this may be a goal that you have, but why don't we see what everyone else thinks and not only like their opinion on it, but how can they help or how can they contribute, make it, you know, making it even bigger, which again drives me back to kind of the example you gave, Together We Are Stronger. I mean, I, it's much smaller scale I could talk about Batman, but, um, you know, getting the buy-in from those other areas for, for them to be excited about about it too. Absolutely, um, and, and that's definitely important or else, you know, they won't be, you know, bought in. And I think that you and I talked, um, you know, over the summer kind of about the transition, and, and that was one thing that I, that I was asking you. So, um, you know, it's kind of your, your transi just transition into um, leader of external, and definitely those at the top of my list is, is just kind of, I call, I call it a day in the life, you know, is, is if, if, you're, if you're members of your team, don't think that you understand what they're going through or that you've taken the time to to kind of be in their shop then you know then the, then the trust won't be there so um definitely spent a lot of time with with our different crews and kind of in and out of their offices and still do um still learning gosh every day and, and uh, you probably say the same thing is if we're not learning every day then something's wrong but you know it's it's been a it's definitely been a learning curve and I understand and I had I had to send some apologies out honestly and be like oh man guys like from the marketing side I'm I'm you know I'm constantly asking, like, can we get this? What about this? What about yeah. this? But definitely have to consider, you know, all sides and, and, and some challenges that, that kind of come along with that and um, and then asking the opinions. And that's one thing that, um, that we talk about in our department head meetings is, okay, are we facilitating the other staff? Like, we have an idea. Are we... Are we doing our due diligence and, and kind of asking the questions across the board, and not just internally in, in video communications and marketing, but also across the board? How will this affect game management? You know, and working with those other external units. Um, you know, our operations staff are. You mentioned still being seen as is the marketing hat, and and you know we have some coaches who I, I you know I just can't seem to to get them to understand. Hey, you know I, I'm going to answer your questions. I'm never I'm not just going to pass you off, but I also trust my staff to answer your questions too. When it comes to a you know a marketing standpoint, so um, there have definitely been some some challenges in that way. But I think you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about just understanding their roles and um, you know and and really working with them to to collaborate. And if they're feeling involved and asked, then they're definitely having buy-in. Therefore, you're all pulling the same rope. I mean, we we have had some instances where we've had to kind of get back down to the nitty-gritty in these meetings and and kind of say, well, guys, what's our ultimate goal? You know, we all all want the same thing, so how can we make it happen? It's co you know collectively. Mm -hmm. So when do you guys start putting together your um, 
non-winning a nomination for this year. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> uh, well, hey, we've already you know we've already started. Uh, kind of like you said, you have a a book of things, you have a wall that you're that you're constantly kind of feeding into, and that was one thing that you know. I started doing uh, probably three years ago. Is every year, you know, we're putting these into. At first, there were no categories, so it was a it was a mess on 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 my end, and I, I'll take that. Um, and then we try to have meetings about it, and it was all kind of disorganized. Um, so I kind of try to start putting things in categories for our different parts of our team, so that they could kind of mold them into some written pieces. And um, so now, kind of pass that off to our marketing team, while still, of course, helping wherever. Uh, wherever I can, but putting those in ca- every time we every time we do something, we're placing it in a in a in a pot in a category, and and then we'll you know near uh, near time for submission, we'll kind of then vet those and and see what falls more closely to the revenue generation, brand management, and and fan development sides. In, in your shop, you're you're putting them on the walls. Have you guys kind of started categorizing those and kind of laying those out with your staff as to who is taking what ownership of what? what? <laughs> Um, we have we just created a folder last week that content can wind up going in it. I feel like we always have this conversation where we're, we're saying, okay, guys, winter, December, January, I know that's when sometimes you have a second to breathe, sort of, um, that you should bang some things out before it gets to be the deadline. Um, that doesn't always happen. Um, but I'm a big supporter on, I mean, I know we, I said we printed these out and, you know, we, we spread them around, but, you know, my first submission didn't even get – I mean, I don't even think it got recognized in terms of being a finalist with NACTA. And I, I remember at the time I did it myself. I threw it together in what I thought was a lot of time I spent on it. Now I know that that probably wasn't as much time as I thought. And um, I thought it was, how could this not win, you know? And I submitted it, and didn't it didn't win, and I was super crushed. I thought, gosh dang it, like, I, I'm not doing it next year. You know, I spent all that time on it. I'm not doing it. And – I didn't do it the next year. And then I, I kind of felt bad because it wasn't just about submitting something to win. Like I could have done something better with that in terms of sharing it with people, being proud of what I submitted, showing it to an athletic director that, you know, if you have an AD that doesn't understand what you do or maybe wants to put it on their coffee table to have fans look at when they come in or our meetings, we give it to our sponsorship people. So it needed to be more about just winning <laughs> at that point. And so, the third year I did it, um, you know, to the point of people saying, well, you guys have such a big staff, which is all relative, but you have such a big staff, you know, I don't have the staff to create one. I did it all by myself, year three. I did it in Microsoft Word. <laughs> I inserted the images. I had someone proof it, but I did it all myself. And I don't mean that to say, like, yay, Carrie, certainly I had input from people, and I, these things that I'm talking about were not all my ideas. But I say that because no one else helped. So the, the argument, I, it was a priority to me. I felt like there was enough value in what I wanted to do with it that it was worth it to me. And I'm so glad that I did that because it, it helped, I mean, A, we won, so that was awesome. But I think that it helped create some buy-in to what this document could mean and what it could be. Um, and so I just encourage anybody, I mean, I know certainly you're a supporter of it, but anyone that listen, is listening, it is so great to put this together, and it is completely worth it to right. reflect back on, on what you're doing. It's, just, it's more motivation for your team, and it's more motivation to get an even more excited, more bought in, more you know, qualified, honestly, to be quite honest. I mean, you, we use that you know, here at Mississippi State, I'm sure you do too, mm-hmm. of do you want to work? And, and it's not a it's not a cocky thing. It's a it's a we we constantly strive to go above and beyond. And 
you know, here's what we've done to, to hopefully show that and to show teamwork and do you want to work for an institution that has pride in, in what we do and, you know, if you want to work for an institution like this, then, you know, here, you know, here's how you do that. Uh, so it's definitely using the leverage of Marketing Team of the Year to, to then refuel and reinvest. You know, a lot of what we do is about reinvestment um, and reinvest in your team. Um, not only is your internal team proud of these moments and they can use them in their resumes forever, but it's also the fact that you can get great interns. You can, you know, push your interns to say, like, this is a type of, of – a product that we expect day in and day out, no matter what we're doing. It, you've got to be the best T-shirt roller ever. I yep. mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and we use that as a as a building block and, and leverage to get um, hopefully the most talented. But talent doesn't do any doesn't do everything. I mean, we want those who you, you can't teach going above and beyond. You know, that's something that that we talk about a lot. I, of course, we need talented individuals, but. I want those who are hungry for it. I want those who will stay late and who just want to listen to our meetings and, and learn from it. And that's the kind of folks that I feel like we're getting because we have invested in a marketing team of the year mm-hmm. campaign. Yep, totally agree. It's like recruiting. Exactly, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> You're going to put up those trophies, and we have our tro- our trophy displayed. You guys have it. Have yours displayed. We do. We have it displayed. We also had a casualty when we got it out of the box. It fell out the wrong side of the box and landed on someone's foot who broke her toe. That was our introduction into how heavy it was. <laughs> um, so it hasn't really moved a lot since we put it in its place. But um, heard that story, so we are all thank you because you taught you taught us to be very very careful. Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> um, what a what you know. We talked about goals and visions and missions and, and, you know, how our leadership has kind of changed, which and become, for me, become more of a, honestly, managing personalities is, is I think, you know, a lot of what I've learned these last few months, mm-hmm. um, just being there, being present and managing personalities. But what else, like what other kind of, uh, I guess, advice have you kind of, uh, or pieces that, that you take day in and day out that you speak on to your team and, you know, you know, you're speaking at events and people are asking you for that. What are, you know, I have a few of my nuggets, you know, what kind of, what are some of yours? Yeah, you're great at nuggets. You will blow me out of the water with whatever. <laughs> um, I, I don't have a lot of nuggets. I have one sticky note that's stuck to my computer that says three, that says two things. It says praise and print, criticize in person. Um, that has stuck with me. I don't even know how long this note has been up there. It's all crinkled and probably not the same color it used to be. But that is so big to me in terms of just how you do your job um, from a management standpoint and from even just sending it to your peers. But we are in this digital age where it's so easy to be frustrated with something or someone sends something and you're just so like, what were they even thinking? And you're wanting to fire back in an email and it never turns out good. So I have harped that with a few people too who, you know, there'll be these large number of people on the emails and then all of a sudden they're going back and forth and everyone's going, what is going on with you guys? Like, can't you just pick up the phone or go talk to each other? So um, praise and print criticize in person is is important to me. Um, and then also I have one that says never withhold a compliment. Yes. I just think that that is huge and that could be a good job. I mean, a compliment doesn't have to be like great hair today. I mean, <laughs> or a great shirt. I mean, it could be, but from a leadership standpoint, I think it's, you know, a couple of things. One is that it's important to get to know who you're managing and what makes them tick. You know, not everybody cares about the same thing. Professional development doesn't mean the same for everybody. You know, some people don't want to go to NACTA um, every single year. Maybe they, they, because they feel strongly that, 
you know, they want to be able to send one of their staff members because they both can't go or um, because they want to go to the Veterans Summit if they were invited. You know, so I, I think um, or they want to go to a meeting where a CEO is there. So it's kind of, you know, figuring out your staff in terms of how they like to be managed. Certainly it's it's your choice in the end as to what you're doing, but um and then and then what makes them tick. And I think that that doesn't go for just managing down. It also goes for managing up. I think a lot of times there's a lot of thought that, well, you know, it's it's the managers it's uh my manager needs to change or my manager needs to understand me. And while that is true it's also your job to understand the person that's managing you. Like, you know, I need to know what the expectations are of me. I need to know how the person works that, you know, oversees me and what they expect and what information that they want. Because if I can make them happy in terms of that thing, you know, that stuff, they're going to trust me a lot more to give me more responsibility. There's a few times in my career where I've had to figure it out, where it has been very challenging to um, maybe report to somebody that we just weren't on the same page. And um, I can't sit there and just not do anything about it. And I, I got to figure it out. I got However I'm going to do it, I got to figure it out. And so that's been a, a big lesson for me that I've tried to tell to my staff too. If they're struggling with somebody, it's like, okay, well, have you told them really that they're not performing well? You know, people are afraid sometimes to do that now. You know, it's like, I don't want to criticize them. Well, if if they believe that you care about them as a person and you also tell them when they're doing something right, you should be able to tell them when they're doing something wrong because that it, you owe that to them as their manager to make them better. That they're not purposely over there doing something because they, it's terrible. <laughs> so um, that was kind of a little long nuggets, but no, go you, for it. Let you me hear your nuggets. That was, that was, I wrote down a lot of actually what you said, so this is definitely, see, learning every day. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that, that you said um, completely agree with is taking the time and then also just having to have those difficult conversations. I know that's something that um, I've definitely had more of, you know, in, in this role and, and, again, managing personalities. But um, but I think coming out on the other side, it's it's become, you know, uh, we have been become stronger and, and closer because of those conversations and, and they're seeing that, that you care. And a lot of times it's, you know, and I've seen this in our, and with our team is, as you said, there's, there's different folks. I mean, we have, we have some, uh, you know, we have some folks that, are, that have been on the West Coast. We have some, some Yankees in the, in the bunch. And, and some, you know, it's kind of caused some, every now and again some intense conversations. But, again, if, it's, if you're really getting down in the nitty-gritty and, and, and talking about your differences and saying, like, that's why I, I say this, too, and I had meetings with, Every single when I got this uh, moved into this role, I had individual meetings. Uh, it was definitely way more than I thought it would be in a uh, in an exhausting and a positive way. So I'm so glad that those happened. But I learned so much about our staff, and they all lasted double or triple the time I, I thought that it would. But what came out is I have a book of notes on kind of each staffer and and kind of where what they want, where they're going, what you know what their background was before coming into this, their goals, expectations, and um, you know, all of those things, and then when talking to the group, as a group, you know, just kind of saying, hey, guys, you don't know what the next person is struggling with. You don't know what their background is, you, you know, how they kind of were brought up and how they handle situations, so let's all be sensitive to that fact because, again, we all want the same thing. We all can agree on 
you know, these, these one or two things that can make Mississippi State and us as, as individuals great. So we all agree there, so let's go there and, and you know, kind of move in that same direction. And um, you were mentioning some things, and it kind of, I kind of checked a box on my, on my page in front of me because it's, it's take it personally. That was one thing. You, you didn't actually say that, but I felt like that was kind of something mm-hmm. that was in your tone of, um, you know, I'm not asking, I think I said this in, a, in an ACMO presentation too, but I'm not asking for, folks to, to go home and, and cry or take something with them for weeks and days and, and lose sleep over it. But if there's not some sort of personal pride over that, then, you know, then what are we doing? You know, we, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not making ourselves or our team better if we're not taking some of this personally. You know, I think that's something that has been really big um, here lately that I've been kind of, of, of really looking inward on and also hoping to kind of share with, you know, with our staff as well. It's interesting, and I know that um, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, I, I know we probably have chatted here for way longer than we expected, <laughs> but um, you know, one thing that sticks out for me in terms of you know people that want to advance or be considered for roles as they come up, or even just growing as a leader, you know, part of that is you know you say take it personally, and also I guess being accountable, and I, I feel like now there is this mindset with some people that they are doing their job, they're doing it well, and they deserve to get more. And they should take more. Like, I feel like a lot of people are, are wait for someone to assign them something or ask them to do something or, you know, when there, when there are situations that come up, and I, this is one thing I love about you because I know that you are all in, willing to help, asking if you can take something on, you know, if a project comes up that someone is, is sitting and they're involved in or they hear about it, someone needs to take charge or someone needs to volunteer to do something. And we're all busy, and it's very easy to say, well, that's not in my area or I don't want to, you know, no one asked me to do it. But the people that advance are the people that step up and say, I know I'm not paid to do that. I know I'm super busy, but I'm going to show that I'm valuable by being able to help with things that aren't in my current scope of responsibility. Without a doubt. um, That quote-unquote, that's not my job, is something that, you know, we talk about a lot here in our our AD. Um, Actually, whenever, you know, he's he's relatively new. Um, He was our baseball coach and took on his AD a little less than a year ago, and that's one thing with our executive staff. We... We, he was he was very clear with his expectations with us and his goal setting and all of us on executive staff presented our um, you know our defining principles our processes our goals our strategies we we had these presentations that we all gave at, at our retreat and so it, he was very clear on that and mm-hmm. then we took those presentations and and you know obviously we made sure we we took his expectations and goals to our staff added our own made it fit our external team so that everyone was in agreement of, hey, this is, you know, asking for input, you know, and then molding that and, and kind of taking it on. But I love what you said because the that's not my job mentality definitely does not work in, uh, in collegiate <laughs> athletics regardless of, of your staff size and your resources. Yeah. So what's next for you here over the next couple months? Gosh, it's uh, we uh, all all the sports as as you know. So um, you know we're we're really we are focusing on you know we're trying to get our ideas, uh, making sure that everything that we have set out, all of our goals are are kind of checklisted. You know we're um, we're executing what we need to be executing and kind of keeping that momentum going into it and, and trying to 
you know, trying to find fun and, and revitalization whenever we can, just because, as you know, this is it's about to be grind time, and mm-hmm. uh, it is grind time, and, yeah. and February is, is a lot of overlap as well, so we're kind of getting ready for those months and getting ready for the spring and trying to have fun while we do it. What about you guys? I uh, I would say the same, probably getting our staff in place, um, continuing on through basketball. I think, you know, I just I really appreciate what you bring to this industry and Mississippi State has done over the last couple of years because you drive us. And um, there's nothing wrong with little friendly competition. I was um, just going to say competition. Even, <laughs> even within our own, our own areas. I mean, that's we have these jobs because we're competitors. And um, I, I love where I've seen so many other schools, you know, yourself included, really pushing the envelope um, in an, in a day and age that is driven by content. So um, I love the new hashtag NACMA Gold idea that it's like, you know, for anyone who hasn't heard of that yet that's listening to this, it's it's almost like when you tag the top ten for Sports Center on Twitter or social media, um, if you see someone's great idea, how cool to show, you know, a little bit of a shout-out, some love, and hashtag NACMA Gold. So, um, those guys, that's not my plug. Go look at whatever we've done and hashtag <laughs> NACMA Gold. <laughs> Because I feel like you can't really do it yourself, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that though. I mean, and it's 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 internal friendly competition among you know among all of us. It's pushing each other to be great, no matter the resources, no matter your size of school or budget. But then it's also giving credit where credits due and and showing love, you know, as you said. So. Um, you know, making it uh, one big NACMA family, Carrie. I know. Well, awesome. We look forward to hosting you next summer. Yes. As NACMA is obviously in the D.C. area, Maryland, for those you don't know, is right there. So we will look forward to seeing everybody and until then, copying everyone's ideas. Thank you for listening to the brand new NACMA podcast. Be sure and visit the online community and join NACMA in continuing the conversation.